0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline... Your online sportsbook expert. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the
0: 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy crock <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking again and looking again. Those up the middle. That's side. at the 30. Derrick Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25 Derek Derrick Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to
1: win the Super Bowl.
0: Super Bowl, baby.
1: This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, big, nasty, Hall of Fame Tempe Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast.
0: Cannon Fire Podcast, brother! You ain't listening, and you're missing
1: out. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Live today on YouTube for episode 209. Top of the morning to you, right? A little bit of an early start for us today, but uh, we're getting our game preview in nice and early, so you have all day Friday to listen to it. So good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us live here on YouTube. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. And uh, to put it simply, my friend... It's going to be a tough week for Patriots fans. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski make their long-awaited return to New England to face rookie quarterback Mac Jones and their former head coach Bill Belichick. lot to talk about with this game. Call it a bold prediction, if you will. I don't know how bold it is at this point, but I think this will be Tampa Bay's most-watched game of the season until, of course, they play in the Super Bowl in L.A., but welcome back to the show, Evan. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, and um, yeah, I I think uh, you know that
0: that it will be. I think you could see this as possibly the most watched regular season game of all time uh, in NFL history. I what what is what else is going to be a bigger storyline for a regular season game? You know, obviously, like I said, for the regular season, where else are you going to find a storyline like this? Right. I think our buddy Matt Matera said it best on, on the Peter Report podcast that, like, this is only gonna happen once, you know. Brady's probably only gonna play the Patriots once. Uh, you know, and you're only gonna get a quarterback that played 20 years in one spot, won six Super Bowls, and then and then went to another team, won a Super Bowl there his first year, and is now coming back. You know, you're never gonna get this again. So I think you could see this as like the top. Regular season like rating of all time. I really think there's a potential there uh, for it, and you know what? It's well deserved because it is a heck of a storyline, and uh, you know it's it's gonna be. You know, even though you know it's it's a Bucks game and you can't like watch it as just like a casual fan, just like oh, this is cool. It's still gonna be pretty neat to see, you know, what the Patriots do. It's also like honestly, it, it's still it's gonna be weird to see for me all right see tom brady like throw against the patriots and do that because like yeah we're we're used to him being a buck by now but like we're not used to him playing the patriots so like it's gonna be a little weird you're like uh that doesn't look right but uh that's not what you're used to you know but when you think of tom brady you still probably think of you know a lot of it in a patch jersey and he's gonna be throwing the passes against his old team so it's gonna be a little weird but i'm sure
1: you know once the game starts we'll, we'll get adjusted to it oh yeah you hit the nail right on the head about it we've gotten used to him in a bucks jersey at this point i mean winning a super bowl will definitely do that and by the way that i feel like that needs to be its own little quote for the show i'll put it on a t-shirt winning a super bowl will do that because i feel like i say that once a week here but as far as Tom Brady goes in this matchup, I wanted to talk about what this game means for him. We know it's a big deal for Pats fans. I'm actually really curious to see what the response is going to be like in that stadium because you know that if Sunday Night Football wants to pull in those viewership records, they're going to show the pregame with Tom making his way onto the field for the first time once again. I don't know if they're going to you know, roll off the red carpet for him. Probably not. But maybe like a video package before the game. I, I don't know. I'm very curious to see. But I do think that the roof is going to blow off of that place when he takes the field for the first time. They don't care that he plays for Tampa. That is their quarterback. And when you're a Super Bowl who brings six Super or uh, when you're a quarterback who brings six Super Bowls to a franchise, you know you kind of elevate yourself to that status just a little bit. But for Tom himself talking about this game and the matchup at a surface level, Tom Brady does not lose this game, right? Y- you said it earlier. This is probably his only chance to play Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I think Rob Gronkowski could could probably be lumped into here too. Uh, but this is his only chance to play Bill and to beat Bill and to beat all 32 teams in the NFL, which only a handful of quarterbacks have ever done. So for Tom Brady, this game is huge. But I... It, you know, how do you feel about it? I think Tom's probably going to play his best game of the season. He's also poised to uh, break the all-time passing record. Yeah, I was just going
0: to bring that up, and you know, it's it's kind of funny that it's, it's like going to happen. Like it could happen like the first quarter.
1: The movies, <laughs> the like, movies yeah. write themselves, right? It's happening week four against his old team. He has been on just such a good pace this season that really he's only got to throw for sixty some yards and he's there.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's sixty six and 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 then and then he it's i think it might be 66 to tie it, and then like 67 to break it, i i think mm. um so yeah he'll most likely uh break it pretty early i would say definitely in the maybe not the first quarter i don't know about the first quarter Probably but definitely the
1: first definitely, quarter de- definitely definitely in the, in the first half we got our buddy um, fresh the killer in the chat says he thinks it's going to happen the first drive i i mean we've seen brady go even in the preseason, we've seen him go six for six, seven for seven with 70 plus yards. So who the hell knows if the Bucks don't yeah. get that great of a kick return and they march down the field and score first five minutes Which, of the game. If you wanted to bet on something like that, because I'm sure that there is a prop bet out there for people who want to who want to get it on the action on Tom Brady when he's going to break the record. Uh, do you know a good place to go check that stuff out? You know, <sighs> I, I think I do. I,
0: I, I think I I might have to go to betonline.ag.
1: Yeah. There you go, man. If you go to betonline.ag, uh, go to their website or download the app, you will get a 50% deposit bonus on your first deposit. So if you're putting money on any of the games this weekend, make sure you do it with our friends over at betonline.ag. Proud sponsor of CFP. You hear about it every single week. But uh, yeah, more of your thoughts on Tom.
0: Yeah, so uh, I mean... Obviously, we we all know why we're here, right? the The biggest storyline, I I think, it's not you know, it's not Tom Brady, it's not Rob Gronkowski, you know, it's it's the Nick Folk revenge game. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's
1: that's why we're all here, right? This, that's what we came to see. I'm actually fairly right? surprised he's still on a roster, especially the Pats he, roster. He's, good. he's been on there for like three years. yeah he's good. <laughs> He wasn't like, like sure as shit know. wasn't good in Tampa, was he? Well, ver,
0: one game versus Tom Brady and the Patriots in Tampa. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, isn't it funny, though, how those things kind of come full circle? Just, right. You know, like, he's terrible. And then the game that gets him cut is against Tom Brady and the Patriots in Tampa. And now w- w- with Jameis Winston as the quarterback. And now last week, Nick Folk was perfect w- as for the Patriots versus Jameis Winston and now Nick Folk is going to be facing the Bucks with Tom Brady. It, it's it's crazy. Uh, when you think about the way things imagine going back to that 2017 game, that Thursday night game. Imagine going back there and saying that well, Jameis Winston is going to be on the Saints. Nick Folk is going to be playing for the other team and guess who the and guess who the Bucks are going to have
1: playing for their team? Like the, the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, are you kidding i think be like, no, so, okay, stop. <laughs> so with those ingredients coming together, it's guaranteed Nick Falk's going to fall apart this week? Is that what you're telling me? No, because as we all know, Xbox kickers don't miss against the Bucs. Yeah, yeah, right. He'll probably nail one from 58 yards. Yeah, so that's uh, like Matt Gay was perfect. And Matt
0: Gay, you know, he kicked the game winner last year for LA, not at the buzzer, but like ended up being like the difference. It was a three-point game. Uh Cairo Santos last year for the Bears ended up kicking a game winner with what like a minute left. Uh yeah, all all former Bucks kickers, even if they struggle against the Bucks, they're they're fine. So I, I wouldn't expect any
1: issues for Nick Folk. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Well, taking a look at both of the offenses this week, I want to talk about it on a surface level. For the Patriots. <laughs> It really seems like they're just going to have to try their best to keep up with Tom Brady in this Bucs offense this week. It it hasn't exactly been an explosion from them. Rookie Mac Jones is still getting his feet wet. His stat line is not very favorable coming into this game. Two total touchdowns and three interceptions, which all came last week. So I'm not really sure how well-equipped New England is going to be to try and keep up with this offense if they can get rolling early. Uh, But what are your initial thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, this
0: isn't a, a defense that is something that really, I mean, defense offense that really scares me because um, I'm thinking about the Bucks defense and how they can have success. Um, you know, the, the Bucks defense has struggled, but also let's put into context the, the Cowboys strength is offense. The Falcons, they don't have any strengths, but, but if you but... had to choose one, it's probably the offense, even though I know their offense has struggled a little bit, but they still have playmakers on that offense. Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Cordero Patterson, Matt Ryan's a veteran quarterback. And then obviously you got the Rams who not only do they have a talented offense, but they're also just, they're hot right now, right? They're, they're one of the hottest teams, probably the hottest team in the NFL. They're playing the best football out of anybody right now. I mean, I think that that's clear. New England doesn't have any of that, right? Like New England, it's a rookie quarterback. The weapons are Nelson Aguilar, who did give the Bucks a little bit of trouble last year when he was in Vegas. Uh, but it's Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, and the Kendrick Bourne, I, I think, are their three wide receivers. And then obviously Hunter Henry and Johnnie Smith, who haven't really done a whole lot. And like I said, that rookie quarterback, uh, I noticed here, James White an important piece for them. He was second on the team in receptions this season. I believe only behind um, Jacoby Myers, I believe. Um, sorry about that little brain fart, but he's out for the season. Now he, he got injured last week with a hip injury and he's out for the year. So big loss for them. And uh, the biggest strength though, with the new England offense is their offensive line. That's something to wear you know, they, they try to get Mac Jones to kind of play game manager. And he's done a good job of that so far, uh, except for for last week where he threw, I believe three interceptions. One was a pick six, but the pick six, it wasn't really his fault. If you, if you look at it, the ball bounces off of Johnny Smith's hands and right into Malcolm Jenkins hands. So it's like, yeah. Um, but overall, this isn't an offense that should be coming in here and, and should be scoring 30. Right. I mean, they have scored – week one, they scored 16 points. Week two, they scored 25 points. That was against the Jets. That was their lone win. And week three, they scored 13 points. So this isn't really an offense that's going to come in here and really scare you, and that's why I think the Bucks need to set a tone on defense. I, I think if if New England comes out and they start to have success, if they score over 24 – I, I would say oh, if they if New England scores over twenty four points in this game, I'm going to be very concerned about the the defense because I just like th- this isn't a good offense. Like th- this isn't a really good offense right now, right? Um, and and I, I just think you know I understand the injuries. I understand that there's injuries. Jamel Dean looks like he's going to play, but we will see. And uh, Richard Sherman, I don't think will play, so they might be still. Starting like a D. Delaney or Russ Cockrell there a little bit. I, I get it, right? Probably no J. Pierre Paul either. But you know you can't you can't let this this offense just do whatever they want. And if they do, it's going to be extremely concerning because this offense just doesn't have a lot. It, it relies a lot of uh, on efficiency and sort of their opponent making mistakes, which is a scary thought because it seems like the Bucks are the ones that are shooting themselves in the foot a whole whole lot this season.
1: Yeah. Well over the first few weeks of the season we've talked about how you know it's going to take them a few games to really start to get it together and play their best football again and clean it all up 100% because that in itself has been a process a little bit longer than I thought it would be this year going out there and cleaning up the penalties but before we talk about defensive expectations for Tampa Bay I want to wrap up this conversation about the offense maybe get into some guys who need to have a big day this week but really quickly. Looking at the defense they're going to be going up against in New England, they do have a couple of pretty good pieces. They've got um, Dante Hightower, the linebacker, has always been a talented player. I believe they added Matt Judon in free agency this year, so whoever he's going to be matched up against on the, on the line is going to have their hands full for the afternoon. Are there any other pieces on that defense that uh, you think the Bucks definitely need to be aware of?
0: Well, yeah, there are two corners: uh, J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones. Obviously, normally they would have Stephon Gilmore, uh, which I'm sure Bucks fans have dreamt scenarios where Stephon Gilmore is in Tampa. Not going to happen. But um, normally they would have Stephon Gilmore. He's hurt right now, but J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones have really played well, uh, quite well, uh, in his absence. So they're they're two good players. They're not. Like, you know, I, I think that the real the the, the real matchup here is going to be whoever Antonio Brown
1: is matched up against, who also he's back now. So, yeah, don't forget um, about that, man. Just another layer for this Bucks offense. A.B. is is going to be back out there. So the departure or, or that's the, a revenge uh, game. Yeah. Yeah. That's where
0: he, he, he played one game for the Patriots, got cut. So he's going to be wanting to prove something, too, I think. Um, like, Hey, you know, why'd you give up on me that early and stuff like that? So, uh, like, you know, he understands he had issues, but like, why'd you give up? You know, it's just stuff like that. Um, but like, I, I, yeah, I I don't really think like Mike Evans versus JC Jackson or like Chris Goddard versus JC Jackson. Like that's fairly like, not, not necessarily even, but like, it's not a huge mismatch. Like it it really isn't JC Jackson is a good player. Jonathan Jones has been playing well. Uh, so that, that's, it's going to be interesting to see how they match up against each other. And, um, you know, like you said, Matt, uh, Matt Judon's there. I like Matt Judon a lot. And, uh, Dante Hightower is also who, who didn't play last season. That that's a big key. You know, the Patriots struggled a lot last season, but they had a lot of guys that were on the, the, the COVID list that just didn't, they, a lot of, uh, a lot of, they, they opted so. out. Yeah. yeah they, they opted out. So, um, and now a lot of those guys are back, and it's it's making the difference. I mean, really, uh, like I said, the Patriots' offense scored 16 points a week one. They only allowed 17. They they, they allowed six points to the Jets in week two. I know it's the Jets, but still, I mean, that's <laughs> what, what that that's 23 points in two games, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the you know the Bucks allowed 29 points in the first game, uh, and then you know and then week 13, I think believe it was 28 to 13. One of it was the pick six. Another was uh, an interception that ended up being a short field. So the the Patriots defense has actually played quite well. And it's actually a, a pretty good defense.
1: They are, uh, believe it or not, they are fifth in yardage allowed in the nfl right now so like you said they've been off to a pretty stout start it'll be interesting yeah to see. And, and and in that one yeah f-
0: fifth fifth is good in that y- yes lower- yeah <laughs> when
1: you're when you're a top five team in the nfl and yardage allowed it means you're doing something well on defense but for the pats on defense and i guess for the box on offense it's not necessarily a necessity but i think this could be a good week to get the run going because even though the Pats are top five in yardage allowed, they have struggled against the run. They struggled a lot more last year because they didn't have a guy like Dante Hightower out there and a couple of other opt-outs. But I still think it is probably their biggest weakness on defense. And uh, I guess it also gives us an excuse. It's time for the weekly Ronald Jones update. I'm looking at Ronald Jones this week. Again, it's not a necessity for this Bucks team to get the run going but I think this would be a good week for it because we know that this New England team has struggled against it. Does it even matter who starts this week anymore? Like, I don't know if we've heard if no. it's going to be Ronald but Jones or I Leonard Fournette, but at this point, you know, Ronald Jones started in week two and I think got like six or seven total carries for the entire game. So at this rate, you know, how, how much of a of a priority is it? Because this offense doesn't really need to run the ball to beat anybody. They can They can beat yeah. most teams just throwing it.
0: Yeah, it does not really matter. I will say uh, the, the Patriots have been really good against the pass and particularly really good against the, the deep ball. Uh, so that, that's going to be an interesting matchup, I think, to see, you know, do the Bucs have patience? Uh, you know, how, patience are the, how patient are the Bucks offense, uh, Tom Brady and, and Bruce Arians? How patient are they going to be? Uh when facing this Patriots team because, like you said, teams have been running on them. Teams haven't, it's like the polar opposite of the Bucks. You know how like <laughs> yeah. the you know, um it's it's like the, the Bucks defense is just being passed on. The Patriots defense is not being passed on, teams are just running the ball, and they're able to do it with a lot of success. So we'll see what happens there. I I obviously they're gonna throw it more than run it. That's just that's who they are. That's the offense. But I do agree that, like, you know. I think this could be a week, if there is ever a week, to get the run game. Not necessarily, you don't have to go over hundred yards, but just just be respectable. Get, you know, over fifty. Yeah, I, I was gonna say over fifty. Yeah, if, if you end up with seventy yards rushing, like okay, that that that's respectable. You know, if, if you if you get Ronald Jones some touches, he gets into a rhythm. You can sustain drives, right? Um, so I, I think that's that's pretty key. And also, you know that wears down a defense, and uh, and I do know that a lot of people will say, and it's worth noting, when you talk about the Patriot success versus the pass, they have played Tua, Zach Wilson, and Jameis Winston. None of those guys are, are, are Tom Brady, and none of those offenses, you know, match what the Bucks have on offense. So. You know, maybe it is a little different. Maybe the Patriots do struggle. Who knows? But, I, you know, so far they have been good at defending the pass, but not so good at defending the run. So, naturally, this isn't a great matchup for the Bucks' offense because they just love to air it out, and you know, their running backs just seem to want to hurt them more than, more than help the team. So, uh, whoever it is, I mean, we talked about Ronald Jones, but Leonard Fournette, like somebody's got to get going. Like somebody, especially if, if Gia Bernard might not play, which I I don't. He didn't practice yesterday. We don't know about today yet. Obviously, we're, we're recording this Friday morning, so we don't know about practice today. But um, somebody's got to do it. You know, at this point, whoever. I, honestly, I'm to the point where I don't even care if it's Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette. Just somebody do it.
1: I'll tell you one thing: If anybody has enough game film on quarterback Tom Brady in the NFL, it's going to be Bill Belichick. And with the strength of his defense right now being the passing attack, it'll be pretty interesting to see what they try and do to contain it. A couple of questions in the live chat I want to get to about this Bucks offense before we talk about the defense in this game. Uh, Lee Ayers with some great questions so far. He says, "Do we see a little more OJ Howard since Rob Gronkowski is coming into this game banged up now?" Week three against the Rams, we saw Gronk miss a little bit of time in the game because he got x-rayed, came back negative, took a bad hit to the ribs, seemed like he was in a lot of pain. Um, But luckily, all of that came back negative. He hasn't been consistently practicing this week, but Gronk is also one of those guys who really never consistently practices. But I don't really have any doubts that he's going to be good to go for this game. Like It it seems like there might try and you know, be some uncertainty around his status. But I think he's going to give it a go because this game means just as much to him as it does to a guy like Tom Brady. But OJ Howard, do you think we see a little more OJ this week? He actually got himself a handful of passes this year hmm. so far.
0: Yeah, you could, uh, I I think. I, th- there's no way Gronkowski's missing this game. There's just, th- there's no way. Uh, I think I saw somebody else note that if like, if they weren't playing New England, maybe. But like... There, come on, like there, there's there's no way that that he's not playing in this game. So I do think you could maybe see a little bit more of OJ Howard. That's a pretty good question. Um, I saw somebody. I think Fresh Tequila thinks uh, OJ's gonna have a big game. I don't know if I see that but I think you could see a little bit more Howard because I I do think when Gronk's out there, Tom Brady's going to, going to get him,
1: going to get him involved. Oh yeah. Uh, I I think it's, somebody else said that uh, he's going to break that passing record with a touchdown pass to Gronk. He could. I mean, that'd be a 67 yard touchdown. I mean, like, maybe what, you're what, driving what, what, down the field. Yeah, you know, Maybe. <laughs> from eight yards out. He's I, able to I find thought him. I
0: thought he just meant like one shot, you know. Oh, uh, that's insane, dude. Um, Could you
1: imagine Gronk actually getting separation on a go route from somebody? He's pretty slippery in the seam every now and again, but
0: I don't know if a I mean, seven yard, but yeah. Oh, uh,
1: unless it's oh. a Hail Mary, I don't know if we'll see a sixty seven yard bomb to Rob Gronkowski anytime soon. But hey, you um, never know, right? Yeah.
0: I mean a- a- Emily Compa says uh Tyler Johnson. There's a lot of Tyler Johnson fans in the chat. Yeah, uh, Tyler Johnson will turn some heads this Sunday. I see Darden playing more also in this game. I got to disagree. Um, Antonio Brown's back. So I don't know if you're going to really see Darden at all. I, is he still going to be returning? Yeah. Yeah. I think Jadon Mickens is fine, and he was returning at practice. So we'll see what happens. Um, he was returning the kicks mostly in practice. So we'll see what happens there. Um but I just I don't know if you're going to see a ton of Tyler Johnson. You'll see a little bit, but like um you yeah, know I just Antonio Brown's back and they're going to keep those three guys on the field. I just I don't know if you're going to really going to see any, any other receiver. Um, like I said you might you 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 will see Tyler Johnson a little bit because they're going to go for a wide receiver sometimes and occasionally one of those three guys will need a break, but uh, I just I'm not sure if you're going to see him even as much as you did last week, just because I think Antonio Brown is an important piece to this offense. And they really work things around him as well. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I guess I, like I I'm a big Tyler Johnson. Anybody who's listening to the podcast that knows that, oh, yeah. you know, um, you know, that I'm a huge Tyler Johnson fan. I just don't know if he's really going to get a, a ton of snaps. And as, as for Darden, I don't even know if he's going to be active. So yeah. we'll see.
1: Well, at least for A. B., it'll definitely be a breath of fresh air for a lot of Bucks fans to see him back out there in the offense. They were still able to produce somewhat against the Rams. A couple of missed opportunities early in the game, but I think he's going to be critical to this offense getting up and rolling.
0: Yeah, guy, I, I just uh, sorry, I just wanted to point this out. Um, it, it's I think it's important for the Bucks to, to start quick in this one. Oh yeah. Um, it, so out, you know, they like I said, they're. Their, their, their first their first two drives in L.A. were three and outs, you know, and, and I literally said the Bucks blew the game right then and there. Like, they blew their shot. Obviously, the Patriots offense, as we're going to get into, is not nearly as, you know, proficient. Yeah, prolific, <laughs> proficient, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. Not nearly as good, okay, as the Rams offense. So, and, and it's also not nearly of a, a match on nightmare. So, maybe – you know, maybe the, the Bucks offense can afford a little bit of a slower start. Like, I get it. Uh, but uh, you still don't want to. I, I mean, they, they've had three and outs. Um, really, the only game they started fast, like really fast on offense, was Atlanta. Uh, other than that, you know, Dallas, they, they started slow and LA, they started slow. So it'd be nice to get a sustained drive here. And again, that has to do with maybe the run game. Maybe maybe if you take the, the first, the first drive right whatever your first offensive drive is and you take it four and a half five minutes score a touchdown you know that that matters uh settling the crowd down a little bit uh and and giving your your running backs more confidence and when you have that that opens up the playbook even more because then play action can start to work
1: and a lot of it can really start to run how this offense is supposed to oh yeah for sure Let's go ahead and take a look at the other side of the football, the defense for Tampa Bay expectations coming into this week are all over the place. It seems like, but without a doubt, it seems like there's going to be a lot of people paying attention to how they start. Our buddy Lee Ayers in the chat brought up a great point. He said he's most concerned about seeing some progress from our defense this week. What sort of wrinkles do you see Todd Bowles throwing in? Now, when we compare this Patriots offensive line to, all the offensive lines they've played so far. I know Atlanta's towards the bottom of the barrel, so I think New England could probably be given the benefit of the doubt here that they're a little bit better of a unit than Atlanta. Uh, but between the Rams and the Cowboys, it's been a couple of stout offensive lines for this pass rush. They have to make something happen this week. I, it, you know, I know we've been saying it every single week, week two against Atlanta. I said there's no reason they shouldn't be in the backfield all day, and uh, they really didn't do anything. They had a garbage time sack against Matt Stafford and the Rams that came very late in the game. Uh, I think it was more of like a coverage sack than anything. So we need to see some production this week, but what kind of improvement are you looking for from the defense? Um, Yeah. So I would say the Patriots
0: offensive line is good. Um, like it's, it's a thousand times better than the Falcons and they struggled against the Falcons offensive (laughs) line. Um, so I mean, I would say it's, I don't know if it's on the Rams tier. I don't know if it's on, I I think it's, it's not on the Rams tier, but it's a tad bit. So you got to think that they played the Cowboys without Zach Martin,
1: Right. So I think they still have a great offensive line.
0: Yeah. But like, I would, I would think the Patriots offensive line is, a bit better than that Cowboys offensive line without Zach Martin with Zach Martin, the Cowboys might have a better offensive line, but the, the, the offensive line that the Bucks played week one, I think that's more like, they're not as good as the Rams, but they're better than that. They're in like that category. So not a great matchup then, right? If the Bucks want sacks and uh, next week, they have Miami, Miami's offensive line is terrible. Um, but this week, not uh not not great. Now I will say both their starting tackles, Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn, both were on the injury report this week. They're both limited this week. Um, it, it does it seem like both are gonna play. It's just notable that they're on the injury report. Like I said, we don't know. Practice hasn't even begun yet, really. So we don't know for each team what the injury report's gonna look like uh for, for Friday, but like I said, it still is notable that both those guys were on the injury report. They were on it Wednesday and Thursday, uh, with limited participation
1: both days. So, um, and for the Bucks know. too, this defensive line, it seems like it's going to be another heavy week of Joe Tryon getting yep. some reps at pass rusher. Not really a lock that JPP is going to be back. He hasn't been practicing this week, uh, so curious to see what his status is going to be over these next few weeks as well. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I doubt you
0: see him. I just, I don't. It doesn't sound like Bruce Arians is expecting it. I, I don't think the Bucks are really expecting Jason Pierre-Paul to, to be back. So, like as you said, it's gonna be a lot to try on. It's gonna be a lot of Anthony Nelson still. Um, so, especially also, I mean, the Patriots' offense, they do like to run the football, um, and and they they do. So maybe you know that they 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 try and run it. I think they they they're gonna try to run it more than the Rams did. I think they're gonna try to run it more than the Cowboys did. Um, but I also think that they could maybe uh, I think John Ledger brought this up. You know, maybe they they pass on first down though to set up their run game. So if you have a second and three, it's easier to run on that than to run with a you know a second and ten or, or a second and eleven. Um, so that's where I think they they could go with that. So you you if they're gonna run the ball, you would naturally see Anthony Nelson. Uh, a little bit more than you would expect so we'll see what happens there i do think Joe Tryon's going to get his fair share of of
1: snaps as well i think he gets his uh, first sack this week i I know he said it's not Uh, a great matchup for sacks but if we're talking about production and somebody has to get on the board i'd like for it to be the rookie yeah i i don't think so i just it's a tough matchup
0: for for a rookie to to ask of that i just it's tough yeah um wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me but like i i, I don't know I, I, to ask I like, a
1: rookie like mac jones to go up against his bucks defense seems a little rough too but you would think but yeah you know i mean
0: <laughs> uh, just, just, just have you watched the three games or oh, you man. know you, you, you would think right that that's what you would think and, and it's so funny to me analysts are talking and they're like oh yeah you know mac jones against this defense and i'm like Dude, this defense is
1: like last in every defensive category. Like they're they're like if unfortunately, if they're not last, they're like second to last. I think they're they're thirty-one for thirty-two in a lot of categories, except for run defense, of course. They're still top five in that.
0: Yeah, and I mean they're not even one in that anymore. They're they're not like yeah, everything's going downhill. So hopefully that they can they can right the ship against this rookie quarterback. It's not a complex offense to figure out guys. It's just, it's not, it's you gotta, you gotta be able to find a way. And and what I do believe it does seem like Jamel Dean is on track to play. So that helps a lot. Uh, So it seems like it'll be Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. I don't think Richard Sherman's going to play. I know a lot of people uh, were curious about that. Doesn't sound like that's what's going to happen here. It uh, doesn't sound like Sherman's really expecting that. So barring a, a late change, I don't really think Sherman will play. I think he'll make his debut next week. I think, you know, he, he basically said a, a week of practice. I'm assuming three days of practice for him doesn't really count as a week. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I I just, I wouldn't expect it. So I would expect a similar setup uh, to to uh, what they did in L.A. Kind of uh, Carlton Davis, Jamal D on the outside with Ross Cockrell on the inside. Maybe see we, they, maybe they call it Pierre Desire. Maybe we've been talking about it a bunch. We said, we expected it. they haven't done it yet. Normally it happens, I believe Saturday. Um, so we'll see if they do that. Uh, Rashard Robinson's another option. And then obviously D Delaney. So we'll see where they play in the nickel a lot. And it's just, yeah, this, they're catching a break with this offense. I mean, is this, you know, based on the the offensive that they already played, this is easily the worst one. So, um, it, it's all about, I, I think, the guys up front, and it's it's gonna be about the linebackers too. Uh, Levante David yep. needs to step up. Devin White needs to step up. I I think that's that that's key.
1: Would we, would like to see some of those blitzes actually hit home this week? You know, never gonna it, happen. The,
0: I'm convinced it'll never happen.
1: This is a blitzing first defense, and it just seems like that there has been. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't seem like there has been no production off of the Blitz this year. Every now and again, you can kind of stuff the run with it, get some pressure on the quarterback. We saw it early in the game against Matt Stafford, but in the long run, there really has not been any critical plays that have been made.
0: There's been there's been no production and he blitz almost half the time.
1: Right. So I <laughs> And it, they're
0: still, they still blitzing that much, too. Yeah.
1: So if you're gonna send 45 screaming up the gut, he needs to get after the quarterback. And hopefully I think this week he's able to make that happen. I'd like for the defense to turn a corner this week. It's not a great offense to do it against, but uh you know, it's a pretty okay. You, you gotta, line. you gotta make the rookie quarterback make mistakes. Yeah, like because like yeah. it's gotta. inevitable, right? It, you know, for Mac Jones, if for any quarterback to beat the Bucks, you have to be damn near perfect. But for Mac Jones especially, he's not gonna have to make any mistakes, like any mistakes, because the Bucks are gonna take it and they're gonna capitalize. I think this offense gets rolling, and uh, you know, if if the Pats give him an interception at midfield, that's gonna be points and.
0: Yes, yeah, but also I back. I do think that's that's the other that's the other end. Uh, just real quick on the Bucks offense, mm-hmm. um, the Patriots will capitalize on it. That that's what they've done for years. They, they, look at that, some of them Patriots teams that won the Super Bowl. They weren't the most talented team on paper. Oh no way! But they 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 took advantage, and they're still well coached. Yeah, so that's why you never I the Patriots are a tough read. Mm-hmm. To me, they are a tough read. Um it's tough to figure out what they were last year because of all the COVID opt-outs on the defense, Cam Newton being in his first year, um, you know, and then obviously they get rid of Cam Newton. Now they get some of the COVID opt-outs back. Uh, They now they're starting a rookie quarterback. They sign these two tight ends that they don't really use much. And it's, they're, they're a tough team to read. They're, they're playing every team tough, but also like they're not like, they're not that impressive. Like I have my notes. Like they're just, they're not they're not good. Like they 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 play tough, but like at the end of the day, they're not good. So like the Bucks are so much better than them. And like you know, on paper, there this is a bottom ten roster, but like they're coached well. They're coached disciplined. And I mean, you know, we were all talking about oh, Tom Brady's gonna really gonna want want to win this one. So those Patriots and those <laughs> Patriots players are going to want to come out and prove something. Nobody is really picking the Patriots to win this thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody's thinking, oh, oh Tom
1: Brady, have Tom I, Brady. Have I got a prediction for you in just a minute? Uh, but but go ahead. Didn't Ooh. mean to interrupt you. Um. Yeah. So from one of those I, national know, pundits, it just it made me laugh when I read it. and I felt like it was uh, worth discussing. I, I thought I, I was about to say, I thought you were
0: going to pick the pucks to lose. I was like, you just came out and said Tom Brady isn't going <laughs> to lose. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to do a swerve. It's all it's all a fake yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just, you know, they're going to be plenty motivated. This is a nationally televised game. The Patriots are one and two. You start one and three and your playoff hopes really just go down. So they're going to need a win. So are the Bucs, obviously, coming off a loss. Uh, the Patriots obviously coming off a loss as well. So they're, they're going to, both teams are going to be plenty
1: motivated. and I think you're going to see a pretty good football game because of it. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. As far as discipline goes, a big thing for the Bucs this week is mm-hmm. just going to be cleaning up the penalties like we alluded to earlier. But with the way that the Patriots are coached, You know, Mac Jones can only make so much mistakes, but I really don't think you're going to be able to rely on New England making enough mistakes to at least bail you out every now and again uh, with some penalties. I just don't think they're a team that's ready to do that. But talking about predictions, and and we'll make our predictions at the end of the show. We're not quite there yet. We still have to get to the checklist after this. But this one made me laugh, man. Uh, If you guys are on Twitter at all, Or if you're just around the football journalism world, I'm sure you're well familiar with a guy named Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. Do you want to read his prediction for the game this week?
0: So, well, for one, let's just put it out there. He is like a known, like he hates Brady. I know.
1: I know. Which is which is why this prediction is that much better. If anybody knows who this guy is, you know exactly what I'm getting at here. But here is Mike Florio's prediction for the game this week. Patriots 24, Buccaneers 21. Bucks are only putting up 21 points on this Patriots defense, apparently. He says, if Tom Brady gets too emotional, the Patriots have a chance. Look for the Pats to do everything they can to activate the waterworks and possibly steal the win. What the hell are you? It is too early for this garbage, Mike. What is going so did he, on? Did he post this today? He posts. I don't know when he posted it, but I'm, oh. I'm looking at an article so, right now, and they're so, going so, through so the, most the of Patriots, the predictions.
0: The Patriots tactic on how they're going to win is to make Tom Brady cry.
1: <laughs> they're just going to play sad video packages every time yeah. he takes the field. It's, yeah, uh,
0: they're, they're, they're just going to try to make him cry, and they hope with the tears in his eyes he can't see. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah right that's that's what it is we know tom brady likes to get you know emotional during games right i guess that's something he's always done is just wear his heart yeah yeah yeah,
0: he definitely yeah (laughs) you you always see him yeah um (laughs) after a touchdown uh, after a touchdown he just walks off like come on (sighs) um so uh emily compass says have you mentioned belichick uh, I actually like how you spelled that belly check. That, that's that's nice. <laughs> uh, it's, it's saying, saying we, we run his offense, uh, yeah, I, I don't really understand it. So, uh, also, Bruce Arians had the quote that said, like, oh, Bel, Belichick stole a lot of his stuff. He's not necessarily meaning the stuff from Tampa, he's talking about the stuff from when he was the offensive coordinator in Cleveland and in Pittsburgh, like that stuff. That's what he's talking about. So, he's saying Belichick kind of copied off a lot of his stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't. No Bill Bell or Bill Belichick got every NFL offense is kind of similar. A lot of it's just like different times when you call it. Uh, what you're, you know, are you going to call this play more than this play? Every offense is very similar.
1: I'm surprised but, that the comment, by the way, didn't get more traction this week. I mean, I think it's getting a, a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it is. It took um, us 45 minutes to talk about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't. Because I don't really care. I don't, you know, it's all coach speak. I don't really care about what they say during the week. Unless if you know, if it's not about injuries, I don't, I don't really care what, what somebody says. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure, sure why, why Bill said that. I mean, obviously, you know, we know his, his greatness, but like that was a weird comment. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I hate, I hate to do this, but obviously the Patriots are going to win the game because, they're just gonna make Tom cry. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna I mean, be—he's not even is... gonna be able to play. It's gonna be the blank gap. I
1: don't—I don't even know if he's gonna be able to take the field. He's gonna be so Kyle overwhelmed. Trash. Welcome to the NFL, <laughs> Kyle Trash versus Mac Jones. He's gonna be so overwhelmed with emotion before the game. I will say one thing that I do like this week: that Sunday Night Football commercial with the Adele song. Very nice. It was Very so good. well put together. It made me laugh my ass off when I first saw it. See, why is I? I saw somebody, say, I, I'm only going to bring this up because I saw somebody else say that too. Mm-hmm.
0: Why, what? That is well made? Why is it
1: well funny? Why is, no, it, why is funny? it funny? Yeah. I have always thought that like non football songs to football s- highlights or scenarios have always been somewhat funny. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, our 2020 hype video last year coming into the season was um, with Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. You know, the ESPN commercial where they had it. There's another one where it's like Motley Crue, Home Sweet Home. Like those don't scream action-packed football to me, but I think when you can put highlights together enough to where like the story of the song makes sense to the scenario of the game, I always think that that's like pretty funny,
0: you know? okay i mean it fits it fits perfectly like and it was a great package by nbc right. so yeah um adam davies in the chat what's up man oh yeah nice early um, time
1: for this pod what time is it over Oh, well, it's like the afternoon it's, time it's gotta man. be like after yeah, yeah you gotta be like eating your lunch <laughs> he said early time for the pod Glad we could catch you man one of our guys hanging out from bucks uk so let's go ahead and get into the checklist and break this game down every single week here on the show we have the weekly checklist for the game preview and uh, it's basically three things that the Bucks are going to need to do, maybe more, but usually it's three things the Bucks are going to have to do. They want to come out victorious this week. It is against New England Patriots in Foxborough Stadium, or Fo- yeah, Foxborough in Gillette Stadium. It Gillette hasn't been hasn't right. been Foxborough Stadium in like twenty five years. But uh, Evan, you got I, anything that, for the? I'm-
0: I never knew it was Foxborough stadium. I think so. when
1: it like first opened up, it was Foxborough stadium or the old stadium was Foxborough. It was, it was one okay. of the two, but uh, this isn't a past podcast. So who the hell cares? Evan, what's the, uh, what's your checklist looking like this week?
0: Yeah. So the first thing is just have some run game. We've already talked about it. I'm not going to get into too much detail. Just, just have some run game. I didn't say, I actually said establish and then I crossed it out and just, said, <laughs> just have some run game. Is I'm, I'm not asking for over a hundred yards. If they do, great, right? If they get over hundred yards rushing, that likely means they've won the game handily. But like, I'm not asking for that, right? Just have some semblance of a run game. Well, I'm let's, not gonna, so quit asking. Yeah, right. Um, you know, let's not have Tom Brady be the leading rusher. it it, it won't happen.
1: Okay, yeah, it won't,
0: right. Probably probably won't happen ever again this season. Hey, but right? that Just,
1: that yards per carry number for Brady looking pretty I know, dangerous. I I don't know why we aren't talking about him as a
0: fantasy weapon, guys. (laughs)
1: Right, dual threat. I mean, he's got a higher yard per carry than guys like Derrick Henry. He had a a rushing touchdown.
0: Yeah, he had a rushing. You know, like hey, come on. (laughs) Um, number two, and actually, I'm gonna change number two and and three because I want to talk about number two last. Okay. Uh, number three, turnover free game. I talked about it. The Patriots are one of the most like teams that'll make you pay for your turnovers. And, like, your little mistakes. So, it can't, it can't happen. Um, it really can't happen. It's not so much forcing turnovers on defense as it is, for me, just protecting the football and offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks didn't have any turnovers last week and, and still wa- lost, um, you know. So, maybe, I don't know, like – they played a turnover free game and they lost the game. So maybe they got to have a turnover. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I don't um, like that yeah, logic very much. I mean, every, every game they've had a turnover they've won. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, you know what there, there's, there's no correlation between that, but you know, I, I do think in this game, you gotta be able to play. It's a good Patriots defense. It is. Um, and like I'm not expecting the Bucks to run up and down the field against them. I don't think it's going to be how it's been. Uh, I really don't. It's it's going to be a challenge, and um, we'll we'll see what type of Bucks offense shows up. But I think if if you have some run game and you play a turnover free game on offense, you could have a lot of success. And number three, which was number two, the the, the last thing, the most important thing, it has to be pass rush. Okay. All right. I thought I thought you were I, I literally say something said else. I literally said in cap it, it's all in in like I wrote it in capital letters. pass rush dash get there. Just get there. Mm-hmm. Like Shaq Barrett, you are being paid too much money to not get there. Devin White, Levante David, both of you got to step up. Like Levante David, you're being paid too much money to to not be able to to blitz. Devin White you're you're you a top five pick. I know it's only your third year in the league, but you're talking all this stuff, and you know it's it's time to step up and not get freaking stood up by a small linebacker, a small running back, uh, when you're about to get the quarterback. So, yeah. uh, I know Jason Pierre-Paul is probably not going to play Vita Vea. Time to start finishing, man. Like love you, gotta start finishing. It's about winning football games. I'm not gonna you know. I'm not going to say, oh, his hair looks really cool. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know, start start getting after the, getting after the quarterback, affecting the, the pass rush. The Dominican Sioux, you are being paid too much money to sit there and be non-existent on, on the pass rushing downs. Joe Tryon Showinka, I know you're a rookie. I know it's tough. I'm not asking you to get – like I said, I, I don't think you're going to get a sack. But you get pressure, get something. You, you got to get there. There's got to be a way. You have to, like you, you have to,
1: if,
0: if you don't, I don't know if you're going to win this game. If you just let Mac Jones, because any quarterback can do that. You know, if, if you let the quarterback just sit there, especially a rookie quarterback, keep him uncomfortable from the start. You don't want him getting comfortable. You know, you really don't want him getting comfortable, then getting, you know, confident and, and then he starts hitting some balls and then they, they score a touchdown and then that play starts rocking, right? Yeah. And the, the Patriots defense isn't going to go out there and just give up a score right away. You know, that's where the game can really get, um, you know, get away from you. It can't happen. Find a way, whether it's blitzing, whether it's not blitzing, stunts, non-stunts, whether it's Switching sides with Shaq Baron, Joe Tron, Shalinka, whatever it may be. You got to find a way to generate a pass rush. You have to have – you got to have sacks. You got to have – even like pressures. I mean, last week, you know, I talked about how their pressures have been high, um, but their sacks really haven't. They didn't even really get pressures in L.A. last week. But this week, I I don't really care even about pressures as much as I do actual sacks. Yeah. Right? You go out there on the first drive – and you, you hit him a few times, you rattle him a little bit, that could affect him the rest of the game. That could create some turnovers. You got to get there. You got to get there. And you, this group is being paid too much money. There's And there, there's too much resources invested into this group for them to not step up. It is... Absurd that they have three sacks in three games. It's unacceptable,
1: and they gotta change it if they want to win. Yeah. Well, I think another thing for this matchup and the defense altogether in this game is their confidence. You know, coming into this season, the confidence was as high as it possibly could have been. We talked about the confidence of the secondary and how they felt like they were kind of being disrespected. Now, granted, you can't account for injuries. So with SMB missing a uh, an extended period of time, it's going to affect the secondary just a little bit, which is maybe why Richard Sherman is here now. Um, but I think it's going to go a long way for the, uh, for the confidence of this defense and just how they're perceived by the rest of the league. Uh, as far as pressure goes, I know getting home on pressure is what we talked about for this week, but just general pressure. They got some early in the game against the Rams and then that was it. Well, Mac Jones is a much different quarterback than Matt Stafford. So like you said, if you can hit him on the first drive, make him uncomfortable It's going to take him a little bit longer than a guy like Stafford, who's used to getting his ass kicked behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, It's going to take Mac Jones a little bit longer to really get comfortable in the pocket again and get back into this game because obviously it's still his first season. So if you can take him out of the equation as early as possible, I think that's going to go a long way for this defense. It'll be an interesting matchup to watch for sure. Let's talk really quickly about some score predictions and then we'll get out of here. I think this offense gets rolling. I think they are winning this game by multiple possessions. I don't know how many points they're really going to put up. I do think they put up over 30, but I don't know if it's going to be, you know, a shootout style game for this offense. It, it it will be production until they don't produce if they can get rolling early, because I don't think they have any intentions of slowing down in the second half, especially if they have a big lead. But I am picking the Bucks to win this one at 34 to 21. I have them walking out victorious in New England. And Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski can ride off into the sunset knowing that they have vanquished the big evil that is Bill Belichick. Your thoughts and predictions for this game. Yeah. Holy hell, really quickly, Neil in the live chat. I did not mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but Neil just said the Panthers have 14 sacks in three games.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the Bucs had double-digit sacks in three games last year. Wow. Um, I guess that just goes to show you
1: how pitiful the pass rush has been.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, they they had I, I believe either 11 or 12 sacks to to through three games this time last year. Um so yeah, they've just yeah, it's it's been bad. It's it's been bad. Um and also the Panthers have the number one uh rush defense I believe, so their their defense has really been really been good. Now, I mean, they two of their games have been against been <laughs> against the Jets and the Texans. So context and I the guess, Texans but.
1: without Tyrod, who seemed like they had a fighting chance at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so we'll see um, how how it all pans out for the Panthers there early on. Sure, but we'll see. But uh, anyways, um, I, I think this is a closer game than than you do. I just think that the Patriots, I just, I'm thinking of, we're all talking about Tom Brady's motivation and, and Robert Kowski's motivation. Um, I I think we're, we're not talking enough about the Patriots motivation to go out and win this game. You know, their motivation to go out and win this game for their head coach. Um, It, a lot of it, it feels like a playoff game. Honestly, it, it, it honestly does the way Just it's because being, of the you know, pomp and circumstance. About. Yeah, it, the, the way the way it's being talked about and, um, you know, it, it's it really feels like a, a big time matchup. And I think the Patriots are going to be ready for it. They have a great coaching staff. They're still one of the most disciplined teams in the NFL. And I think the Bucks are going to have to play well. This isn't a game where they can just get away with not playing well. I think they're they're going to have to do the right things on offense. They're going to have to get pressure on defense. And um, my prediction, I'm going to go 27 to 20 Bucks win. Uh, I, I think the offense is going to struggle a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I, I – a little bit more than you think, at least. I don't think they go over or over 30. Like I said, the Pager's defense is good, and I think they could give the Bucks some some issues. So, uh, I think Antonio Brown has a big uh, game in his return. Everybody's gonna be talking about Rob Gronkowski. I think Antonio Brown could be the guy, uh, to, to have a real nice game. Uh, and then I think Tom Brady will be good. I don't think he's gonna throw for like 350 yards. Like, I don't. I think he's going to do what needs to be done. It's just Mm -hmm. the Patriots pass defense isn't going to allow it. It's just, it's not going to happen. This is the, this might be the, uh, okay, the Rams, but I mean, this is probably (laughs) the second best pass defense that they're going to play. And, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, if Emily says if TB has watery eyes before the game, I'm turning it off. Yeah, I mean this it, will be a loss if we
1: already know what the outcome is. So <laughs> yeah, you um, you heard Mike Florio, oh man. If he's out there crying, we'll chop it up as an L for the Bucks. Yeah, I mean it, that's yeah. There's I won't I
0: won't. There will be no need to. We can just record the, the review show just then.
1: You know, at at, at eight or whatever <laughs> as the game's going on because it'll be over. Listen, folks, uh, no reason to watch the game. Hang out with us. <laughs> Bucks have already uh, lost the mental battle. Yeah. Pete Payne says,
0: keep missing the show live as it's usually one AM when you do it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, right. I, I will say, you know, it's it's not gonna be any better this, this Sunday because we're going live after the game and it's a night game, so it's going to be another late one. So. Yeah, man. Um, it, it's but hopefully, a, uh... hopefully you can join us after a Buccaneers win. which We're both predicting. So I do think the Bucs are going to get some sacks. Shaq Barrett talked about how he has an extra chip on his shoulder this week to win this for Tom Brady and for Rob Gronkowski and for Antonio Brown. I think he gets a sack. I think Devin white gets a sack. I think the Bucs get an interception or two. And I think they walk away with a, a narrow uh, W. I, I think it, it, the, the final score is close, but I think, like, with, like, five, six minutes left in the fourth quarter, like, it'll feel like the, the game's pretty much over. Like, it's not going to come down to, like, the Dallas game where it was like, you know, ooh, like, with, like, three minutes left, are they going to win? Like, the Patriots yeah, right, still have a right. chance. Like, I think, like, while the final score is only
1: a touchdown, I think the Bucks will still be, like, it'll feel like they have control. I have them winning by multiple possessions because the key thing in my prediction, you brought up the uh, defensive production. I think those interceptions go a long way, even if it's one or two picks on the day for Mac Jones, which, you know, isn't unrealistic for a rookie. I think the bucks are going to make sure they take advantage and uh, put points on the board. And that's, what's going to separate them that much more. But ladies and gentlemen, that is the show this week. I want to thank everybody for waking up early and hanging out with us on this episode of the cannon fire podcast. Shout out to our people in the chat. Willie Beeman, the moderator, holding it down. He says he wants to see the sacks and the running game dominate this week. Our buddy Pete Payne and Adam from Bucks UK hanging out with us across the pond. Will the Brewer catching us before work. Emily Compa in here as well. And anybody else that I may have missed. Thank you for hanging out with us, guys. It has been a great show. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for more great Buccaneers content between now and, of course, the rest of the season. And uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host, Evan, on Instagram at bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T, A.K.U.S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. I'm going to be wearing my Brady jersey for game day, but uh, I am wearing my special limited edition Toke with Tom Tampa Tokers T-shirt today. I just I I wanted to make sure I pointed that out because I love this shirt, right? Like you've got the you've got the creamsicle Brady stuff, but like this is one of a kind. And if you're in the Tampa area, these are hard to get, man. So. Had to make sure i busted it out this week but looking forward to uh looking forward to a w hopefully tom and rob and uh, the rest of the boys can go out there and deliver for us one last thing before we go we're getting closer and closer guys i think we are less than six weeks away from the first ever cannon fire watch party that's going to be with our guys at berry house beer company in beautiful ybor city Wingbox food truck is going to be there catering it is life-changing chicken wings i'm telling you. I I don't put my stamp of approval on very much, but I have been supporting Wingbox as a food truck for many, many years, and I'm very excited for you guys to try it. It is free. Come on out and party with us and watch the Buccaneers play the Washington football team. That's going to be once again at Berry House Beer Company, beautiful Ebor City, Tampa, Florida. Looking forward to having you guys there. But thanks again for checking out this week's show, brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off from my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you guys Sunday night, live on YouTube after the game, hopefully after a Buccaneers win. But until then, and as always, we'll talk to you later, and go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe.